I've known you a long time, Bobo. One thing I can't figure. What's your angle? Welcome back to Disney Marvels for a week of February 13th, 2022. This is episode 164. Disney Marvels, the show about Disney, Marvel, Lucasfilm, Muppets, Pixar, 20th Century, the parks, and much, much more. If it has to do with Disney, it's fair game. I'm your host, Matthew Graken. So, got the poll out there. Poll about what did you think about the book of Boba Fett? That's all finished up. What did you think of it? And the choices were, loved it. It was okay. Not interested or didn't watch. And didn't finish the series. Nobody said they were not interested or didn't bother with it. So that one got no votes. Didn't finish. Got 5% of the votes. Surprising. Go back. Finish it. Trust me. Just go, go finish it. 47% said it was okay. So 40%, 47% said it was okay. 48% said they loved it. So it's a close, close race there. I mean, just small, small margin of error between loved it and thought it was okay. What did you think? Let us know. You know the social feeds. It's all this at the end. And you're about to find out our discussion about our thoughts on the book of Bubble Fett right after these words from our friends and sponsors. Hello there, Disney Marvel's podcast friends. This is Anthony King, host of the new podcast, Force Ghost Conversations. Each week, this show will be your home for cozy, deep dive discussions into all things Star Wars. We will break down the latest news, announcements, movies, TV shows, comics, books, and everything else in a galaxy far, far away. We can be found on every major podcast listening site, and you can also join the conversation with us via Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Just search Force Ghost Conversations. We look forward to having you join us around the campfire then for some Force Ghost Conversations, and may the Force be with you. And now, on with the show. Long time ago, in a movie theater far, far away, one of the greatest Star Wars characters ever created was mercilessly thrown into a Sarlacc pit where he was digested slowly and painfully for the next 40 years. During that time, fans were left to wonder, did he escape? What adventures might he have had if he escaped? And why did they make the action figure with his prototype armor an exclusive to Walgreens when I only have CVS and Rite Aid near me? Well, a new series on Disney Plus has answered some of those questions. And here to discuss that series are our guests for this week, Isaac and Emily and Matt. And of course, your host, Mr. Matthew Graken. Thank you, Mr. Fett. Thank you very much. I uh, will leave a nice helmet full of coins for you in the usual fashion. I don't need I don't need you to genuflect. I just need your respect. 
I'll just gravel away. Gravel away slowly. I don't need the money. I just need to lie down in my back to tank when I remember some post-traumatic experience. <laughs> and my stick. <laughs> I need my stick. That's a mighty fine stick you got there. I I got that stick when I inhaled a lizard. <laughs> well, um, these things do happen. You gotta be careful in the, the desert there who you're hanging out with. I put on my Rolling Stones album and inhaled a lizard. <laughs> <laughs> and on that bombshell good night gracie we're, we're two minutes in we've already gone off the rails go us All right. <laughs> just like a train in the desert with no rails you still could get derailed oh man so <sighs> several weeks ago right as the year was beginning or right as the year was ending we were talking about boba fett and saying well we'll get back to it when it's over and we finally got to it we finally got to the end of it end of book of boba fett that has taken us on no less than I would say a very interesting journey. <clears throat> let me let me first start off with the the synopsis that uh, Disney put out there. The well, Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. <laughs> Just to show you how vague it was at the beginning. Book of Boba Fett, a thrilling Star Wars adventure, teased in a surprise end credit sequence following the season two finale of The Mandalorian. Fighting legendary bounty hunters Boba Fett and mercenary Fennec Shand, navigating the galaxy underworld when they return to the sands of Tatooine in a Stark uh, to stake their claim on the territory once ruled by Jabba the Hutt and his crime syndicate. Believe it or not, that's all one sentence. <laughs> My God, you're kidding me. <laughs> no, I'm serious. My, my. Junior year English teacher would be screaming. Not even internally screaming. Oh well, my gosh. That's what that's what you get for having ten year olds write a you know, <laughs> your marketing uh, synopsis, I guess. That's what that's what you get ten year olds to write a PR. Yeah. <laughs> PR, a PR release. Oh no. Hey, it's um, just so anybody can get a job now in PR. That's what it means. PR people like us. <laughs> That's how we get guests. Oh, man. And our demographic supposedly is in the 20 to 40s. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair they, enough. Listen to, they listen to Bruce Springsteen on the oldie station. <laughs> Just like us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. They listen to Eminem on the oldie station. That's so, so true. Just like us. Oh, geez. Man. Oh, uh, so... So, the four of us. This is interesting. It's nice to say, Emily. Welcome back. It's been way too long since. Yes. We got you, and obviously, I said, you know, next time that we see Ahsoka, you will have to be on. And spoilers aside, we, we this will be out a week after the final episode dropped. Hopefully, everyone is either binged or is all caught up and seen everything because we are just gonna no hold bar, go into, go into this like Boba Fett into his back to tank. Or the Gamorrean Guard into a back to tank. <laughs> um, Actually, the one that the one that gave me shivers when they talk about the the Wookiee going into the back to tank. <laughs> yeah. like, like, who's cleaning how that? Bad, how bad would that smell afterwards? Yeah. I mean, who's cleaning all that fur out? Especially all the fleas too. Like that might be pretty bad. You know, he hasn't showered in. No, no, but yet his, you know what? He does have a very shiny coat of hair, and you, you do want to see his, his conditioner 
Like he kept a really clean, clean set of fur. The tank is all clogged up with air. <laughs> I, I, I'd rather go into it that after Beast was in it from X Men than <laughs> Black or Santa. Oh but, no! Oh no, man! Blue, blue hair, hair is tough to get out. <laughs> no, this is true. This is true. Plus, it doesn't bleed into you know. Yeah. Bleed into anything. Um. My goodness. Oh. It, it, this was an interesting show for for lack of better terms. Um. It, it was again another one that, and this seems to be the You're right show is a very hot, difficult term to use when this, this is true. I use the term show loosely. Um, yeah. <laughs> but they, they, they are setting up like a present that between WandaVision, Hawkeye, this, um, even parts of, of, uh, Mandalorian where you, it's, it's definitely more of a slower burn before you get to like the real meat and potatoes of everything. Um, and then at one point we do really take a left turn in the whole series. So I, I don't know how everyone would like. Do we want to go kind of episode by episode? Do we just want to go on a whole and just pick out pieces and here and there? I think we should just talk about the the entire series in general. And, uh, yeah. So I, I think the issue, um, what I'm having with the Boba Fett um, series is that, um, like you said, it does take a very long time to get into anything that's valuable because I feel like now after watching um, all seven episodes, you really do feel like there's a lot of filler um, that could have mm-hmm. been kind of um, trimmed. trimmed away. And could have really focused more on the underbelly that is the, the Star Wars underground. Because I think that's one of the the intriguing things about having this show was to not only see how Boba Fett was going to run the underground, but also kind of get the actual aspects and political and sociotic aspects between the gangs and the syndicate and how they would run the world of Star Wars. And you really didn't get a lot of that. You just kind of, it, it became more of an interesting, noble, almost redemption story for Boba Fett, who wanted just to leave the work and be the head boss. And he tried to do it nobly. And and again, it, 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 to me, it just kind of presented a completely different show that I wasn't, that I I wasn't really expecting, and again, it's not to say that it was all bad, but again, they focus way too much on things that really that we already I think fans already concluded we Kinda wanted new. more. Yeah, and we wanted to a, focus on something that was interesting for the show itself. So there's a fun thing that exists throughout most of Star Wars, and one of the things I kind of like about Star Wars is that. By and large, it's not afraid to jump its characters forward. And there's a great, yeah. there are a couple of great examples of this. Years ago, when uh, when they were doing Clone Wars, and I think the first two or three seasons, Ahsoka had one lightsaber. Oh yeah, and then, yeah. And then suddenly she has two. And Dave Filoni was asked about this. They're like, when did Ahsoka get a second lightsaber? And his response was great. He said, "Who cares." I mean, he, he's, he's like, you know, you, you don't have to tell that story. You just kind of accept that it happened. And that's through that's that actually starts back in the original Star Wars 
they you know they defeat uh the empire they destroy the 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 death star darth vader is spinning around in his in his tie fighter the good guys win yeah. and then when the next movie comes out now the ba- the good guys are on the run and the bad guys are chasing them and they're hidden on this ice planet and you jumped the characters forward considerably yeah. and the, and you and you get this line you know uh, Harrison Ford Hunsell has this line about how you know we had that run in with those guys back in that thing I really need to go back to Jabba you know that that sort of brings you up to speed more or less enough and that's all through Star Wars that, that there's there, there's a jump from Empire to Return of the Jedi there's a jump uh, in, in uh, Rebels, there's a bit of a jump where like she's cap- uh, Hera is Captain Syndulla, and then she's suddenly a general. And it doesn't matter how she became a general; it just happened. Um, you know. And, spoilers, and, thanks. I'm not caught up on that one yet. Um, well, it's uh, spoilers, but it it really isn't because you never see it happen. It just happens. No, it just happens. And sometimes and think, you get a little bit in the crawl, but just right. just a little taste. Not not like you don't need to go into a lot of expletive and a lot, of, you know, a lot of explaining on it. Um, I kind of figured it would do that here, that they would just kind of, you know, J- Boba Fett was in the Sarlacc pit, he escaped from the, Bo- the Bar- Sarlacc pit, and we just kind of know that, and you accept it. And you can kind of, you could they could have jumped back to that a little bit. Yeah. I wasn't expecting them to jump back to that continuously and this to tell show. this story. Four episodes. Four, yeah, we four, episodes, four episodes. of flashbacks. Right, and it was more, and a lot of those were more flashbacks than the stuff in the present day you know which i felt it didn't lead anywhere it didn't go anywhere you know if there was something significant that had happened when he was after he got out got out of the sarlacc pit you know if there was something significant that had happened there that could have tied into what was going on in the present day i might have forgiven it but there was other than the pikes killing the tuscan raiders well if the pikes are doing are taking over the planet slowly that's going to affect Boba Fett anyway, so we don't it we don't need to know the the Pikes killed the Tusken Raiders. We can just tell the story about Boba Fett having to deal with the Pikes and get them out of the way. The exactly. story between, and I know you kind of said this the other day, the story between Boba Fett and Cad Bane was more interesting to yeah. me than anything else. They should have brought Cad Bane in much mm. earlier and had us dealt with the the the, the blowout between the two of them. Yeah, yeah. would have been far more satisfying. Yeah, yeah, it, and I mean the. The fact that you didn't bring him in till episode six. Six. And then right. by seven, yeah. he's yeah. And he's and barely and, in and, and basically like the third act at the end of episode six, to be sure. Uh, right. To add on to to Matt to Leonard's point too about the constant back uh, flashbacks, a lot of the stuff was already covered in the Man- Mandalorian season two. Right. So I, it really didn't need to be addressed here in Boba Fett. Everything should have been moving in more in a forward aspect. Again, it would have been not only that, it, it would be also kind of nice to see the other perspective of, say, the, the Java cousins or the other syndicates and how things were run in their way and how they ran things and to kind of get a better perspective of, oh, this is what Boba Fett has to deal with in order to be able to control everything. Thing. We really didn't get any of that. We did. They, they would just come in flashes and just kind of move along, and that was pretty much it. And, it. and it actually would have been more consistent with the Boba Fett character as established in Clone Wars, where it's the the idea is that he's a kid and Boba doesn't always think things through. Yeah. So for Boba to suddenly show up on Tatooine, knock Bib Fortuna out of the way, and say, "I'm in charge now." 
which is a very Boba Fett thing to do, yeah. and not realize that he suddenly has, you know, he's got to deal with the Pikes. He's got to deal with the other Hut cousins. He's got to deal with Cad Bane. He doesn't think about the things that are that are waiting for him. He just rushes right side. into it. Yeah, I agree. I, I totally agree on that in, in terms of the and character. Then, and then I'm just going to go out and say it. They the show uh, after you got through all the flashbacks, I said this to Emily. I said, it "Oh, just great!" Turns into the Mandalorian. I said, "Great, we can finally get into the storyline." And then yeah. the next week started up, and we went, "Oh, Book of Boba Fett got so bored with itself, it just jump started <laughs> the next Mandalorian." Week, the Mandalorian. Yeah. Now, and yeah. I do have an argument to that. All right, I, uh, I do have. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Two things of thought on that. Um, but I, I get your point completely. I get your point completely on on saying that it is completely justified because here we have this you know, this show and okay, we're setting the pace, we're getting to the how the whole process is going, and then we we take a left turn and we're off world and we're bringing in here's the other segment that we're bringing in. Was it needed? Yes. Um, I'm going with it. It is needed because of how we ended the show. How else would we get those characters together and back into everything? The other aspect of it is, I mean, if you're reading a book that has multiple levels, particularly like a Star Wars book, um, you would have some parts that you're following Luke, and then you would transfer to another part that you're following Han and go back and forth in the same book, and eventually everything converges. So... It's it's not something that is unheard of, even particularly in Star Wars. As it's not a strange thing, on the production end, and I know some shows that do this often. You're running two units, right? And unit one is focused on, you know, if you're doing something particularly heavy with um, Tamir Morrison and uh, Ming Na Wen, so you have your main characters caught up on here now to cut down on production time so you're not running an extra two three weeks which costs a lot of money you have your secondary unit go on and film stuff that they're not in particularly episodes that are boba fett light episodes like episode five and six well you you have unit two running that but dude you can't get more boba fett light than episode five there's no boba fett in it yeah. Right, but that and that's what I'm I'm saying. You, in the flashback, yeah, right. Um, there's another flashback. So let's let's see. Um, out of seven episodes, we have five that have flashbacks, right? Four, yeah. four, four. Five. Had four. I think almost all four. four. Had and the then flashbacks. episode five literally is just the Mandalorian. Six no, but episode six there was a flashback. Yeah, Grogu's flashback. Yeah, but no. that's a 30 second flashback. Yeah, but I'm just saying, it, yeah, that's this, a, this is a show I, that relied heavily on flashbacks. Yeah, but that was like a not even, not even, not even 30 seconds. It was a brief glimpse. It was a brief flashbacks. Glimpse. Um, he, here's where I would draw a little back, wish you met on, on that. And I do agree in terms of it being an total universe. Everything needs to flow together. There, there has to be a, a feel to it, and I totally agree. Like, yeah, it happens. Even television shows, they will have multiple characters run simultaneously at the same time. I think where my issue does draw on that, that episode was super heavily, and I have to admit that was the fifth episode was my favorite episode in terms of how right. it shot stylistically. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I, like honestly, I felt like the way that. 
when, when was it five minutes when they were in that butcher cellar? Yeah, felt yeah. completely different from what I would felt like what I thought like a dark Star Wars underground would have been. Like I don't know, right. maybe there's something about being in butcher areas and television shows well, that just add a violent the, different thing to it. But I felt like in that moment felt so gritty and dark and how that was magically handled. I thought I thought that's what I was going to get more in the Boba Fett series. That kind of underbelly darkness that yeah. I thought there was going to add to it. Well, I thought we were going to get a little bit of that. Um, but but going back to what you were saying, that I, I feel like um, the Mandalorian episode, I'm not against. I feel like the next episode six, where we have to learn about Grogu and um, and bringing back Luke Skywalker into the situation, I feel that that could have been saved for Mandalorian season three. Like, I, I get that we need to know what's happened, but I felt that that part could have been saved a little bit to season three as its own separate flashback, and they could have re- revert back to it. To me, I felt like that. Again, like, because, again, it, it, I just felt like those two episodes so undermined what Boma Fett was doing. Again, because you went through four episodes of a flashback that nothing really happened. Then we jumped right into it. Again, we don't see Boba Fett until literally until, like, set into like the seventh episode again where we reintroduced to it so i felt like those two episodes just undercut that series in general absolutely if that was the whole if the whole case of this whole first series was just set up for season two then i i mean i I don't know if that was the best plan to do that that was my only issue with those two episodes it just totally cut the legs under another series they're trying to generally set up i i think for season two like i to me I didn't really care what was happening to Boma Fett because I was so focused on what's happening with the Mandalorian and Groku and Asuka and, and, and Luke, by the way. By the way, the CGI for Luke, far more better than it was in the season finale of Mandalorian. Yeah, they did such yeah. a great job with that. It's Incredible. based on an upgrade. Yeah. Um, yeah. The feeling for episode five was fantastic. Like I said, from even from the get-go of how you entered it. You you get the slow pan through of the room, and then there's the 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 plastic curtain, and then the shadow just comes out, and it's like it just grabs you from that point. Now I do want to point out that episode was directed by Bryce Dallas Howard, who I think right. is turning into a fantastic director as far in the Star Wars uh, end of things, because you That's look at her, yeah her work That's and yeah in the her work in the mandalorian the two episodes she's done in there and the, they're both very compelling episodes as well um also i mean probably get not, some hint. not to enter this into it but i mean there's a really good director pedigree in there oh yeah oh yeah yeah that, that's gonna say she you know she probably picked up a lot from her father too father yeah who had, i mean who directed willow and has close ties to lucas films directed willow and of course directed solo and you know and is not even away from Star Wars. Isn't a bad director in his own right. No, no, he he's got quite the. Uh, so there's great the pedigree. Yeah. Not so, to not to undermine her own talent and abilities, but you know. No, that, I I think in some ways that that good. boasts her. You know that that yeah, lifts yeah. her up even higher. Um, she she has become like I said a fantastic director. Yeah. In her own right, as far as the the Star Wars stuff is going. Um, and I can't wait to see what she brings us next. Um, yeah, it the the fact that he's not in it at all, I think, is in in episode um, episode five. There is the fact that we don't have Boba Fett. It's a little strange. Um, 
even not even like a quick glimpse of okay this is this is going on or some sort of mention we do get fennec shan he is mentioned very briefly at the end but i think it would maybe sat a little better if Fett himself was the one that was standing there asking Mandalorian to come in. So at least, okay, we see the guy who's in the, the title character in the episode. Yeah. Um, that being said, it was that episode was fantastic. Um, parts of it moved the story along. Parts of it, I think. I don't think just, I didn't think what? episode five moved the story for, up up until Finnick Shand walks in and yeah. says, "Well, I got moves, for you." I didn't think it moved the Boba yeah. Fett story at all. It was, I felt like it was one myself. of the best fillers right now in this in a show filled with filler <laughs> i'll correct myself it moved mando's story it moved mando's story i don't i didn't think it was really a thing that needed to be told i think that they spent yeah. way too much time on a fight scene between him being challenged for the black saber we know he's going to get challenged for the black saber or the dark saber again and again and again and again and again. I, I just felt like yeah. the only thing that really happened in there was that he managed to get armor for Grogu. You yeah. know, and you could have done that a lot faster than they did. Yeah. Hypothetically speaking, yeah, I'm gonna go out on a limb here. That we take episodes five and six, which were pretty much Mandalorian episodes. Yeah. yeah. Pull those out. We take Grogu out of the final altogether. Listen, follow me here. We okay. replace five and six with more stories about the syndicates that run Mos Espa. And we get more of the the convolutedness of the underground that's going on there. Mando shows up for episodes. You know, we have Fennec Shen saying that she's going to go get him. And just Mando shows up. Yeah. And then we we pretty much could run the rest of episode seven without Grogu uh, till the till the end. We could they could find another way of ending that because in all honesty, Boba Fett could have done the same thing. Mm-hmm. He could have called yeah. the calm the rancor, and we would have that much more story to be able to tell in season three of Mandalorian, and we would have focused more on the stuff that we were hoping to see in Boba Fett. I mean. Does that make sense? Yeah, for the most part. It would, I think, I would have improved five. it. You could have cut five almost entirely, and I think they could have cut... I'm thinking between episodes one and four, you could have told they could have told that story a heck of a lot faster yeah. and a heck of a lot more... Yeah, uh, that's a problem. What's the phrase I'm looking for? Uh, and a, you could have used an economy of language there, or an economy of... Yeah. It, it's not a very economic series mm. in terms of how mm. they just dragged it out. And I, I, you know, we, we, when we first started talking about these, um, way, way back in the olden times, you know, Matt, you and I talked about this was that the great thing was that you could take your time to tell a proper story. Yeah. And you didn't have, you weren't, you didn't have to be a 24 minute or a 48 minute storyline you could take however long you needed to tell that story and we said well this is this was the problem that agents of shield had was that it moved so slow before anything mm-hmm. happened and we thought yeah. gone are those days and i felt this is agents of shield all over again it takes forever mm-hmm. for anything to happen there was no build up there well, and, so many and this is what i was saying the story along referring to before, before as 
as in like WandaVision and Hawkeye. Right. right. Where you're getting some uh, some of those same things. Uh, Hawkeye in, in general was just like the, uh, a medium pace throughout the whole thing. But, but Hawkeye at least moved forward. I just finished yeah. watching Hawkeye and I loved Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Hawkeye's uh, so Hawkeye far. had a better pace than Hawkeye yeah, has so far been my like favorite Marvel. Disney Plus show. And it, a far better pace than and it, it moved forward. Yeah. Constantly. I think we could have narrowed down uh, if you wanted to put in flashbacks to tell a little backstory to to explain the evolution of his thinking and his character and why he's doing it to, to help justify the whole thing. Two episodes at most, he probably could have even done it in one. Yeah. Could have done one, yeah. I agree. Uh, you know, I'm going to bring up another show. That like, why are they showing us the Jawas taking the armor when we know the Jawas had the armor? Yeah. You, you right. told us that already. Yeah. I'm going to tell another. There's a, there's another show that I, I watched. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard of Co- uh, Cobra Kai. Um, I've only watched called, two episodes. Um, they, they're able to. Like so, th- this show does take a lot of flashbacks from the original Karate Kid movies. But what they cleverly do is they how they able to use those flashbacks in part and not only able to give you a small glimpse and not only does those flashbacks not hinder it, they help drive the story forward or oh. to help a perspective. And they're able to get a lot of characters in in a very short period of time. I suggest if you guys have an opportunity to watch it, it moves at a very fast pace, but you're always hooked because they always have a lot of the stories writing so well done that it keeps you kind of hooked through leaps and bounds and turtles to keep you moving forward. They're able to, and they're able to present a lot of characters in a very short period of time. So I, I just, I, again, I don't want to sit here and put uh, apples and oranges in, in terms of, of budgets, but I just feel like these writers could figure a way to move things just a little bit faster, be able to get, like like I said, be able to cut off the fat that's not really important, be able to get in things in more quicker and deeper to kind of build a bigger, uh, bigger, uh, be, uh, bigger world in, in the universe that they're trying to inhabit. Yeah. I think, I think it's kind of insulting to the audience that they, they, they felt we needed to have our hand held. I think you could have just jumped it. Yeah. Like I said earlier, you could have just jumped your characters forward this and, is a very smart you know, audience. Trust, we'll yeah. go with you. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And the strange thing is, we've only had two writers for, for this whole series. Right. It was only Favreau or or Filoni or both. Right. Yeah. That's for the most part, it was, it was Favreau. Both of them are much better storytellers than this yeah. show. <laughs> yeah. And, the, and that's kind of like the weird thing of it. I mean, most of episodes um, one through five and seven were complete, were done by Favreau. Um, Filoni helped with six, which makes sense of, you know, just Ahsoka. Yeah. All the gifts that we, well, I mean, everything that showed up in episode six. I mean, it was, you had Ahsoka, you had Grogu, you had Luke, you had, um, the temple being built, you you had so much of the collective Star Wars universe pulled into that one episode. Um, uh, Cad Bane showed up in that one, so you had a lot but of the Dave connect- Filoni's other baby. <laughs> yeah, uh, rest in peace. Um, so you had oh, a lot. Of- spoiler. Uh, I said there were spoilers. Okay. Well, we That's just dropped enough. that the Soka showed up too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Soka. Emily, what, what yes. did you think? Of, what, what was your <laughs> thought whenever she showed up? Because I, I don't know about you. I had no idea she was showing up. Uh, I did not realize that she was going to show up. Um, 
Which was surprising because that before we watched it, we were talking at was, dinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you I was were, about to tell you that were story. sitting on that, weren't you? No. Really? No, I was sitting on Cad Bane. I knew oh. that this is this is a funny story though. We were having dinner and I said to Emily, I said, Oh, the, the new episode of Boba Fett is up. Do you want to watch after dinner? And she said, Sure. And I went and I said, oh, I, I, it's spoiled for me a little bit. There's a character who shows up in this one. And I think it was Ben. It was Cad was... Bane. Cad Bane showed up and I somebody had spoiled that for me. I knew about it. And I, went, and I, and I don't want to say anything because I don't want to spoil it for Emily. And Emily's brother starts joking around about the fact like, is this, well, maybe maybe Ahsoka will be in this one. And that'd be so cool if Ahsoka showed up. And I went, no, buddy, I don't think Ahsoka's going to be in this. And then Ahsoka was in it. And then Ahsoka walks <laughs> on screen and Emily squealed. It was so funny. Like, oh, what do you know? Ahsoka is in this. <laughs> yeah. Cad Bane I was sitting on. I knew I knew about Cad Bane. That was really interesting. Well, Ahsoka, I think personally, I think they were just trying to get the audience back using Ahsoka and Grogu <laughs> and Luke and Mando because they know that those characters are fan favorites and that we love those. And they're trying to draw us back in. So I feel like it cheated Ahsoka a little, but at the same time I got to see Ahsoka. So <laughs> Uh, just to rope you right back in. I think it. I think I, it also gave us something that sort of. I think fans have also kind of wanted for a long time, yeah. which is Ahsoka and Luke. Luke. Yeah. Right. And what's I, the? I, I think that's and then, where and they... then the second one on that list, sort of shortly under that, is okay. What happens with Luke and and Ezra? Yeah. Do, do they ever meet up? You know. Yeah. You you know that does Luke ever actually make those connections? So I think it, it's fun to see yeah. Luke and Ahsoka and that relationship. And also because Ahsoka does have the tie to Luke's father. Yeah, yes. and that that's get, that gets brought up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, the I, conversation, the the brief conversations that we have between the two of them, I think, are so well written, and it, it's for the fans, but it it serves so much purpose, and it, it it really builds the relationship between them or the connection between them. Like you said, you you have the the fact that she was Anakin's Padawan. Yeah. Yeah, she's no, so I've, much older and wiser. I have, yeah. Can I tell you my Star? I've got a couple Star Wars. I have very few things that I do that are headcanon. I have one thing in Star Wars that is headcanon for me. Um, and if they ever do this, it would be great. Or if they ever explain this, it would be great. And if not, I'm okay with that too. If it just exists in my head, I've got this theory of a period in between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, where Captain Rex seeks out Luke Skywalker, finds mm -hmm. him, and says, "Ah." Yeah, uh, uh, General Skywalker, Rex, uh, Captain Rex, for Fair Five O First Legion, pleased to meet you, sir. Huge thing. And and uh, Rex goes, finds Luke Skywalker, and says, "I fought with your your father in the in the Clone Wars," and 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 just goes into this whole thing <laughs> about how great, really, really plays up his love for Anakin because no, yeah. uh, Rex truly loved Anakin. Yeah, loved him, and mm -hmm. I think. In my head, I think Luke kind of needed somebody at that time to be like, look, your dad wasn't always a jerk trying to take over the world. <laughs> you know, he's, he, he, if, if he heard the war stories about, you know, like, can I tell you that your dad back in the war did this thing. He pulled me out of this thing and he saved my yeah. life. And he's good. And for I think for Luke to then hear those stories from Rex and then go into the confrontation with Return in Return of the Jedi going, there's good in my father. I know there is. When at that point, all Luke has known about Darth Vader is what a jerk this guy is. <laughs> yeah. You know what he did well, to those Tusken Raiders. <laughs> this yeah. is this is my head canon of of uh, Star Wars that, that Luke at some point in time encountered Rex and heard these great war stories about yeah. his father and was then able to go into 
Um, and I don't know why I got told that part, of, but I felt that was kind of, and I, but no, because I guess it's one of those things where you kind of wonder these characters who knew Anakin, yeah, how um, how do they interact when they meet Luke? Yeah. And a, a character like Ahsoka. Yeah. <laughs> and so to hear Ahsoka be like, you know, oh, man, you've got so much of your father in you. Um, that's a good <laughs> thing. That's also kind of not the thing you want to say to Luke. Like his dad yeah. was kind of the biggest, bad, baddest bad guy to ever live. There's so but, much father but, in you. But to be, be fair, in, in, in that scene, you know, when, when Ahsoka did mention that. And it's actually kind of funny that you addressed it because I don't know why I, I had a hard time connecting. But yeah, ah- Ahsoka is a lot more wiser and older than Luke. I don't know why I never really put that piece together until she said that line. I think another reason why she said that line is because, again, like she said, she, she had the opportunity of working with Anakin when he, when he wasn't that imbalance like you knew that he was shifting a little bit but he had the pleasure and opportunity to work and when when he was a good man who was fighting for you know the, the, the light side of the force and for honor so i think in that way it was asuka telling luke like hey you these are the great qualities that you had your father between before your father became a douchebag like <laughs> if he was <laughs> so it's like before he became a super powered like dark side douchebag, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think it was just him, um, just representing those forces. But uh, I, I want to go back to to uh, uh, Grayson's point in terms of that whole episode again because it was a really good episode. It it it, it once again reinforced me that this should have never been in episode six. This could have been saved for like for 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 an Asuka, uh television series or for Mandalorian three in right. some point, you know. Like to me, the more I was watching, it's like this really shouldn't be here when the the show is about Boba Fett. The, the fifth episode, I could understand you could work that in, and that would have been totally fine. It was the fifth episode, and you gave us that great. The sixth episode really wasn't really needed for this. It could have been saved for either that show, which is a Luke Skywalker show, which I'm kind of now okay with it. Now with how the 3D, you know, and now that they got into 3D now with it, and Disney, you got money, so it's can't it's not impossible not to do a show. Now with Luke, if you want it, or or, or for like or for a Soka series. So that to me. It, 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 and again, it was set in a completely different tone too that you really wanted to set from with Boba Fett. So right. again, it just it just pushed me more into that episode six should never have been in this series. That's that's the more I watch it. It's like no, no, it's not to take away from the series. It was a fantastic series. Everything that happened to it was really cool. Just should not have been here. See, I feel the opposite of that. I felt yeah. five was the one that needs to go. Six, I was okay with. Five really kind of needed to go. But yeah. but again, but you know, really, ultimately, both of them didn't really fit into this show. They were the next season of Mandalorian, not this season of Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. And I know we've talked in the, the, the past about, you know, fans having, un, you know, the expectations of the fans and what the fans expect. But I think when you title your show book of Boba Fett, I think there's a very realistic fan expectation that the show should contain Boba Fett, Boba Fett but. <laughs> or, or, or at the very least at that point, a book. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I would have been happy. <laughs> but 
yeah, I just it, it yeah, it was a very uneven series. It yeah. was a very yeah. uneven series. Flashback, 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 flashback. Two and episodes of Mandalorian. Mandalorian season three, Mandalorian season three. And then a really good back. finale. Yes. Yeah. I um I read a a book uh, that was was that focused on Boba Fett and his relationship with Han Solo. It, it was post post Jedi, um, and the, the book was primarily about Boba Fett in title, but it for the most part followed Han Solo's journey. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. As, as weird as that may sound, so it, it, this has happened before, and it's obviously happening again. My only thing in my mind, the way I'm ju- in my head that I'm justifying five and six for being there, both of them being there, is because this is something they wanted to get out of the way. This was a vessel to be able to tell this part of the story for um, the Mandalorian, for Dajaran, that, okay, we got this out of the way. He's back with Grogu. We don't have to focus this on season three because we got so much more because we want to get... They set up... In, this is going to be my assumption of where they're going, but they could completely do something else and I'd be fine with it. Um, that they're going to go back to Mandalore, um, searching for the waters and the redemption um, story for for Dejarin and be coming back to his clan of two now. Um, so I, I think that's, instead of bogging down, not that it would bog it down, but kind of lead us in a different direction and have to waste time on telling how do we get back Grogu and how do we get back uh, Dejarin back together? Let's we'll stick it in here because we have seven episodes to play with. We got two episodes of story, a full story. So this is how we we fill it out a little bit, and it kind of helps the fans who are missing Mandalorian because Mandalorian season three isn't you know, on the rise at any time really soon. Right. But then what does that say about your your confidence of Boba Fett? Again, this is one of the most sought-out characters in the Star Wars show to feel it. For five minutes, yes. <laughs> for, yeah. It, I mean, if that if, if you needed an, another show, again, like I said, it happens all the time, but if you needed those two episodes, what's your confidence into your most popular character in the television show? And that's to me, that's that's what I was just screaming ahead. It just seems like right. there was just no development for Boba Fett. Like this is a character that everybody was waiting for, and you tease that in the Mandalorian season two that oh, one of the most popular characters in Star Wars is going to get his own television show, and then when we finally get it, and it's 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 horrific to the point. It, it felt like even the writers like knew it was like gave up. Gave, you, yeah, you they gave up within the season gave, like. Forever okay, sitting like, there going, so like they were so bored writing a dude. Is like, let's write more Mandalorian and let's yeah. let's just go right into it. Like, what does that say about that character and about your confidence if you want to have a season two right now? Because that was like my biggest issue. Again, I feel like those episodes. I don't uh, think they're doing a season two. Yeah. Are, are they doing season two? They haven't, anna- they haven't, they haven't announced it. But they I'm haven't just, announced or any type of like idea of going that direction now can they yes but as as it is laid i believe this is a a one and done one and done okay i i just assumed that there would be more of a season two to 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 be discovered if they were into 
but even if okay, say even that even that was not the case, it, it, again, even if that was the case, it, to me it just left it a little to be desired if they're not going to do season two because I didn't get to the chance to even know anything about Boba Fett, you know, that everybody was talking about in television shows, books, uh, comic books, video games. I, I didn't get to know much about this character. Um, and 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 another point I think I had an issue too. In terms of other characters, what do you guys think about like the mods and the other characters that were introduced? Because again, they you know that could have been episode maybe used to to build I don't know more character development for those kids and see their personalities is not just a bunch of fillers in there or even um, the other Wookiee character. They, I feel like that, there well, could have been from the comics. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's been around. He's been around. He's in. He's in the uh, doc. Well, you know, well, that's a great point. Again, coming from, I, I'm a man, I'm, I'm a bit of a, I'm, I'm not like the hugest Star Wars fan. Like I'm a, I guess you can call me like more of a general Star Wars fan. So to me, I would have loved to know more. Like you're introducing this character. This character is kind of badass. Can you give me a little bit more backstory to that character or to the mods? That way you can build this because like I think he, I want to say in episode three or four where Fennec is uh, talking to Boba Fett, I think it was at the dinner table and it's like, well, dude, now you have a family now. This is kind of what you're running. I would like to know more of the people that you're collecting in your crew, know yeah, yeah, about more of their backstories and to develop that. Because if anything, what Star Wars is good at, it's developing new characters and their backstories and where they come from. And then now we want to see more of those characters, like the Mandalorian, how the Mandalorian yeah. did such a great job building all these smaller side characters, even for a short period of time to be able to build up their backstory and what they're what they are. This is such such a great job with the Mandalorian. I thought that we were going to get the more sense in the book of Boba Fett. But right now, all those characters, even the Wookiee that you guys even mentioned, who has been a part of comic book and 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 media lore, barely get really didn't get a lot of uh, I guess shine or a lot of more of of, of deep covery that I would have liked any Star Wars uh, property like this. There's also an inherent problem with the book of Boba Fett, which is Mandalorian. With the, the, you, hit, you hit it on it earlier, Isaac, where you talking about you know, the, the popularity, or one of you said the popularity of this character who really only kind of exists in the Star Wars movies for five minutes. So let's break down what the popularity of Boba Fett, which is that he's almost this kind of... Um, you know, in the in the vein of like Clint Eastwood, you know, the great the great Western gunslingers. He's kind of mysterious. He's kind of silent. He doesn't say mm -hmm. much. Y'all, you know, you know, no disintegration. So, you know, there's some really he's <laughs> a guy who's not afraid to get his hands dirty. Um, and he's kind of quiet and you go, OK, that's kind of cool. And you latch onto that. And then he gets thrown, tossed into a Charlotte pit. Ah! And then um you do this series called The Mandalorian, and The Mandalorian really is Boba Fett without being Boba Fett. Yeah. It's the same appeal. It's the yeah. dirty, hairy, gunslinger, Clint Eastwood, uh, James Coburn. Silent type. Very silent type. You yeah. know, he, he says something and then just kind of goes, this is the way. And and that's it. And you're like, oh, and and you you suddenly all those things that you love about Boba Fett are now grafted onto Din Djarin. And oh, by the way, he's got a cute little baby, you know, 
He's yeah. got a little Muppet as a sidekick. For, You're like, mu- I, like, marketing purposes. I, like Fett. <laughs> I like Muppets. I like this show. Yeah. And and mm-hmm. that's but now so you get through the Mandalorian, two seasons of the Mandalorian, and now we're on to Book of Fett. And you and you're doing Boba Fett, but you can't really do Boba Fett because you've already sort of done that character in Mandalorian. So you have to kind of reinvent Boba Fett. And that's what the four the first four episodes of this show are, are them reinventing, you know, that's trying an, to explain why that's an interesting point. it's not the Boba Fett you're expecting to see. Yeah, it's, that's it's a very an interesting point. problem in the series, unfortunately. And I, I think even um, in the last episode, Cad Bane kind of sums that up or brings that that whole issue up is that you've gone soft. You are not who you used to be. Yeah. And it really is a rebirth of the character that because you know, he was a, everyone knew him as the mercenary. And even when we <laughs> show, saw him in, for the couple of episodes in season two of Mandalorian, he was this more vicious and just kind of disgruntled. Yeah. This uh, guy. So now we're on. Okay, now we he's the main character. We need to give him his redemption story. So how do we tell that? And how do we? We can't really start it now because it's gonna feel artificial. So we have to go back, and you know, kind of from birth. So how do we do from birth? We're not going to go all the way back to when he was created on, um, um, oh, what's the planet? Search of the K. This is your... Camino. The planet was water, right? It was the planet... Uh, Camino, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, creation on Camino. Even though you... Camino could start with an N. Camino doesn't start with an N. It's got an N in it. (laughs) If you spell it backwards and drop the O off, then it's Nimak, and it yeah. starts with an N. So there. <laughs> Smart Alec Middle School. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we, we have... I'm sorry, um, what were we talking about? We got two little moments of him on Camino. Yeah. Of, of his dad flying off, and or then also seeing you know, his dad's empty helmet laying there after um, Mace Window beheaded his father. Um, so you, you, you just make the small connections there, but the rebirth is really when he comes out of the Sarlacc and something I noted, I, and I mentioned this to another star Wars podcast guy. Um, and I actually just even added a third part to this. There's a visual connection between Luke and his journey and Boba Fett and his journey. And even I've added on Ahsoka to her journey. They all start in whenever they're they're new in their learning their journey, they start in white garb. And as they trans their characters transform, they all transform into black garb. And th- that's when they become their the character that we are darn cats. Um the characters that uh we will be following. So Luke, when he becomes the Jedi, is now all in black. Ahsoka, uh, now she becomes this more confident and you know progressive character. She's now in darker garb. Uh, Boba Fett he starts off in the the white tattered outfits of his um, under they were underneath his armor to whenever he uh, becomes one with the Tusken Raiders in his uh, black Sabbath outfit. Um, so that's 
it's a visual connection and a visual um, trope that's followed throughout Star Wars that there's now a precedence for. And you know, Boba Fett and himself, this is this is part of the the journey, and this is how we're following the character. So he starts off with the re- his the rebirth of the character from the Sarlacc, um, getting for whatever reason kidnapped by the the Tusken Raiders, and his redemption of you know, okay, redemption of the Tusken Raiders and redemption of him these characters aren't as bad as they seem. And how does he get to becoming this tough character um, for, you know, keeping the words clean, uh, tough character that he, we see in season two of Mando and it's going to, you know, change him to wanting to help people in, like you said, a dirty, hairy kind of way. Right. And and that's kind of the story arc of this, um, of the the book of Boba Fett. Now, it's more literary, and I think this would have been probably better off as a read than a visual medium, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, if you had this all as a book, literally, if this was a a, a physical a book, book Fett. yeah, I think this would have been brilliant. Because then but, you could have done your, you your flashbacks as individual chapters, and you do exactly. those. Exactly. Uh, Emily, we're Emily's. Re- there's a there's a, a, a an Ahsoka book that's really good, and it oh, flashes yeah. back a couple times. It flashes back to her time on Mandalore fighting Darth yeah. Maul, and they do short chapters in it all in italics, so you know what happened in the past, because apparently italics only existed in the past. Yep. Yes. Um That's why I do. You know, but but that's. That would you're right. This would this would make a much better novel that this would make a much better book of Boba Fett. Yeah. And then and then save your Mandalorian episodes for Mandalorian. Yeah. yeah. You know. And you you could have told this could have been a, this would have been a much better novel than a than an actual series. You're right. It would have been a much better book of Boba Fett. Yeah. It, it just feels like maybe Disney maybe either over maybe overestimated the popularity of Boba Fett to the point that people would want a television series because even, even I'll, I'll even have to admit, even after the the season ending of Mandalorian two, and they announced it to me, I really wasn't really all on board because of what, you know, what Matt, uh, what Matt a said, a lot of the traits that, was supposed to be given to Boba Fett was given to the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so in my mind is like, how are they going to present Boba Fett in that same exact, they could, they, you can't, you can't recycle that same effect on Boba Fett. Then it just be like, okay, you know, you're, you're, you're bitten off. It just felt like the more we talk about it, it just felt like more how, how underhanded the Mandalorian really cut this series off yeah. under its legs. And I think it's, it's it's really disappointing to a character, or maybe a character that maybe a lot of fans just overhyped, and maybe the show kind of proved that, oh, yeah, this is I not a character that I really... I don't think it was overhyped. Right. I was looking forward to a Boba Fett series. I just, this this just wasn't it. I just didn't think it was told. They spent too much time, it, it, it needed more economy of the storytelling. They spent too much time on the past. Yeah. They, they didn't spend enough time on Boba Fett in the present which is a weird thing to say but in the in the in the 
post Sarlacc Boba Fett, which is what everybody, the story everybody wanted. Mm-hmm. We got all this stuff about, they're all present, but the, the, we got all this stuff about what happens after he gets out of the Sarlacc. We get that whole chapter between the Sarlacc and, and you didn't need to tell that. Just show him getting out of the Sarlacc pit. That's good enough for just about any one of us. You know, for, uh, yeah, and, and any, as you said, any, like the diehard fans have already seen it. We know he gets out of the Sarlacc pit. We kind of know how he gets out of the Sarlacc pit. Yeah. You know, you could have done that a lot faster. Cut a lot of the stuff with him and the Tuscan Raiders. Uh, cut that down. You don't need to show him, although it was a cool sequence, it was him getting the Slave One back, getting the ship, him and Fennec Shand getting the sh- ship back. You kind of just jump the, the character forward. He gets the ship back. Who cares? Although, again, it's tough to say that because that was one of the better sequences in the entirety it of the was. show. That was well, a pretty cool and this Same thing with, uh, you know, getting how he rescued Fennec Shanna and got her fixed up. Well, we know it happened. Obviously, it happened. We saw before that, you know, that she's got robotic parts. You've introduced this to the mods. Enough said. Right. You mm. know, it, it's... I wouldn't... It's typing on the the same stuff. It it almost needs me to wonder if this series was more used to expand other stuff. Like, okay, we'll give you this series. We'll give you some stuff about Boba Fett, but it's really going to be a payoff for telling more of Luke's story. I mean, if you go through the list of characters i've been i've been writing it down as we've been talking and so far i'm up to five or six additional characters that they brought in i mean they brought luke skywalker back in more as a permanent character instead of just a a quick cameo you had two of luke's friends in the the one cantina whenever boba fett goes off to to beat up the uh beat up the people that attacked the the tuscan raiders in that uh small little cantina um, you had Cad Bane, and you had a BD droid. All stuff that we hadn't seen in a live-action Star Wars before. Right. Uh-huh. So, and is, it, is that that's something, like, if I'm sitting there um, as a... I don't, I don't know if that's what you... If I'm thinking, okay, I'm thinking the business side of that, it, it, and that, if that's the response you get, I, I feel a little bit disappointed that Boba Fett was kind of used more of a stepping stone uh, to yeah. kick off all these other characters that, because it just, again, it just kind of just shows you how much, how weak this character was kind of presented in terms, in, 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 in television form. If, again, by the way that I'm looking at it, though, again, it's not to say, again, Going back to the Mandalorian, um, the Mandalorian was able to introduce basically a brand new character. Again, maybe he was in other forms of media. Again, for a person again who is a general Star Wars fan, you you were able to not only introduce this seemingly brand new character that was kind of Boba Fett like, took on those mannerisms, but on top of that, you were also able to introduce, again, also brand new characters on top of that. Um, uh, the general, uh, the, the, the the general woman that was played in The Mandalorian, I, f- I forgot her name. Um, he was played by Gina Carano for a little bit, and then we don't know what's happening. You know, they were able oh, to... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Go on, you were able to introduce brand new characters that I had no feeling about and be like, oh, I want to see more of her. More of that I, yeah, I want to yeah, yeah. see more of that drone character. You were able to do that seamlessly with a brand new slate to work with. So, I... I but no, I don't know. I don't know if this is true. But one of the things I'd heard was that Mandalorian was originally supposed to be Boba Fett, and Disney said, "No, we don't think there's enough popularity in the character." So really? They created Mandalorian, and then they went, <laughs> that, "Oh, well, that bite them in the butt." <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, Boba Fett is a popular character. We'll give you a Boba Fett series. Oh man. Well, why why have you brought him into the the season two of of Mandalorian? You kind of go, okay, this is what you can do with this character, and and people will generally like it. So let's see if we can push it forward, um, and make it a one off series from Mandalorian, <laughs> and tell some other stuff that's going on push the Mandalorian story forward without having to commission season three of the Mandalorian <laughs> just yet. And then uh, I, and I think, I don't know what you told me or somebody else brought this up that had the same kind of worry of going into the series. It's like, okay, we're, we're going to get a full series on a character that we've seen for five minutes in 30 seconds or whatever it is. And has had two lines in all of star Wars. That's no, nah, I'm gonna stop you there because he's because they did stuff with him. They did a couple episodes with him in the Clone Wars. Well, and I think if they'd taken some of that stuff, if they'd taken some of that, like I said before, if they'd taken some of that background between him and Cad Bane and their history and done more with that, that would have been a far more interesting series. That would have well, been a far more interesting series. And I'll, I'll add on to that. Not only does is there a history between Cad Bane and Boba Fett, there's a history between Cad Bane and um. Fennec Shan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they battled each other oh, in... Yeah. What? Yep. Right, in Bad Batch. Thank you. Speaking oh, of... See, I haven't watched Bad Batch yet. Oh. Oh, no. See, and you know okay. what? But, We're getting there. Get getting your there. father. Sit him he, down after this. He, getting he, there. Here's a... And here's a, a very... I'm glad you kind of bring this up, too, again. Um, coming from a guy like who hasn't watched Bad Batch... Again, I, I haven't watched Bad Batch. I think that's another... I think um, a, a big issue too now that now that you're kind of connected now that the animation series are being tied into the the live action, it it also puts a lot of pressure on guys like me that okay now I have to understand who is these horny side characters now that I have no clue <laughs> about that now they have to go back and watch like further back additional information for me to understand. Um, right. I think is a big that that's starting to, I and I understand that's a, that's a big worry now that Disney has to figure out how to juggle now because not everybody is going to watch those animated series for one what for what reason or another uh, to to be able to figure out because I think there was another situation too in the Bad Batch wasn't wasn't Boba Fett's sister introduced um and in, in, no. in, in, in that yes
Well, that's about all the time we have for this week. Make sure to join in next week for part two. I want to thank Emily, Matt, and Isaac for joining this conversation and find out what more we have to say about the Book of Boba Fett, what it means for the future of Star Wars, and where everything's going to go from here. Join in the conversation yourself. Join us on the social media, on Facebook. Our Facebook group is facebook.com slash group slash Disney Marvel's podcast. On Instagram, we're at Disney Marvel's podcast, TikTok at Disney Marvel's podcast, and on the Twitter at Disney Marvel's. Don't forget to also subscribe to our YouTube channel where you'll find the audio version of this podcast as well as some other surprise videos that will be popping up shortly. You can leave a voice message through the Anchor app or anchor.fm website or record a message electronically on your device and email it along with any questions or suggestions you may have to disneymarvels at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out the Disney Marvels blog over at disneymarvels.blogspot.com for some interesting discussion over there. Links to all these are in the show notes. I want to thank you for your time. I know how little time we all have nowadays, how crazy life continues to be. But the fact that we've gotten to spend some time together means a lot to myself, to Isaac, to Matt, to Emily, to Kim, to all of us of the Disney Marvels family. And you, who's also part of the Disney Marvels family as well. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Don't forget to let other people know about the show to help grow the family. Either share a link on social media, tell people in person, or if you want to do the easy way, go to Apple Podcast or your local podcast app that allows ratings and leave us a rating. We have all five-star reviews at the moment. Truly, thank you. I, I, I really still blows my mind um, doing this for as long as I have been that we're still maintaining a five-star review. Uh... I really, truly appreciate it. And keep them coming. Keep them coming. Uh, you know, there, There's no shortage of five-star reviews that we can get. And it just helps more people find out about the, about the show that way as well. Truly, I do talk for a living. So thank you again. And Walt believed in a big Disney family. So do I. Let's keep this family growing. Don't forget to subscribe to the show while you're at it. This way you always know when new episodes are posted. While you're at it, though, also consider becoming a premium subscriber. Help the show out. You can do this over at anchor.fm slash slash support or find our Patreon page where you can get some cool stuff depending on the level you sign up at. You can also get some cool stuff over at the Disney Marvel shop. Got some cool t-shirts. I got a nice jacket that I'm still wearing keeps me warm inside as well well not so much outside at the current weather but it keeps me warm inside it's nice and comfortable I hate taking it off it it's been holding up remarkably well with how much I'm using it and I get a lot of compliments on it as well if you want to know what that's like get one yourself you can do this over at the shop the links are all in the show notes because remember the show is brought to you by listeners like you whatever you're facing out there whatever troubles are bothering you or weighing you down 
and sadness may be affecting you. Don't give in. Don't be afraid to ask for help. There's people who do truly care about you. Maybe friends, they may be family, they may be people you might have not even met yet or know yet, but they could be your biggest ally. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Never give up, never give in. Be your own champion and be your own hero and take that step now. Now I'd like to end this week's show with a quote from Walt Disney himself. Everyone has been remarkably influenced by a book or books. In my case, it was a book on, a, on cartoon animation. I discovered it in the Kansas City Library at the time I was preparing to make the motion picture animation my life's work. The book told me all I needed to know as a beginner, all about the arts and the mechanics of making drawings that move on the theater screen. From the basic information, I could go on to develop my own way of movie storytelling. Finding that book was one of the most important and useful events in my life. It happened at just the right time. The right time for reading a story or an article or a book is important. By trying too hard to read a book that, for our age and understanding, is beyond us, we may tire of it. Then, even after, we'd avoid it and deny ourselves the delights it holds. And that's Walt Disney. Thank you again for listening, everyone. And I'll see you next time.